Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. I love hearing the origin stories of like people who are working together, whether it's like a small collaboration or a full blown business. Like I totally eat it up if they come out and tell us like how they got started and how they met even and stuff like that. I love that kind of information. So as most of you know, Corey and I are in a mastermind together. We run this podcast, have a joint Facebook group, and co-own a WordPress theme shop. That just got crazier as I kept talking. So with that being said, we thought we would do something kind of fun today and talk about how it all came to be um, along with how we make it all work, challenges we face, and how we juggle it all with our own businesses, which we also run on the side of all of this. Yeah, I feel like people thought we were crazy, and then they were like, oh my god, I forgot they both have their own businesses, I know. <laughs> as well as all those <laughs> other things. And then there's probably a couple of our listeners who don't realize we have Coded Creative, you know, don't even realize that we do anything other than this podcast, maybe. Mm-hmm. So they are just like, whoa, these freaks are yeah. too much. Yeah, we're about <laughs> to let you in on all the freakiness. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and as much as I wish I could put all the blame on you for being the crazy one, I feel like you're mostly the crazy one but I'm just as crazy because I go along with you it. agree to everything it's wonderful <laughs> I do like I and I will bring up where I have gone along with things or fed the beast <laughs> you know to make things even worse um but yeah I'm really excited and I think our listeners are going to get a kick out of this episode because I'm sure we're going to be laughing at each other quite a bit <laughs> yeah, let the insults fly the yep. loving insults Well, let's just start with like how each collaboration came about, because I think, I don't know, each one has its own story. And I think you Mm -hmm. should start with the mastermind because that was like your baby. Okay. So um, in 2015, courses were really just becoming a huge thing. Um, And I had gotten an idea to create my Kickstart Your List course, which has since retired Um, but I knew of several other ladies that I was kind of casually interacting with. I wouldn't even say casually. I feel like I didn't really talk to you guys that Mm -hmm. much on Twitter, but one day I was messaging a couple of you and then I was like, wait a second, we're all creating courses. Um, I had actually been through the experience of creating a course and no one bought it the year previous to that, I feel like. Um, So I wanted to create this space where we could all work together and, you know, push each other to keep going and help and whatnot. So um, I had kind of met Krista through Twitter because, as we mentioned in another 
um, podcast episode, she reached out to me about featuring my footer on her blog post. And I was like, yeah, whatever, weirdo, just let me know when it goes live. Hey, you didn't think it was too weird, apparently. I did not think it was weird, but I think that was like, that fed my ego a little bit. Cause I was like, uh-huh. oh my gosh, this girl wants to feature my blog on her site. Sure. I'm such a big deal. <laughs> so, um, and I feel like that's how I responded to you too. I was like, yeah, just let me know when it goes oh live. My gosh, thank you. <laughs> and that's exactly yeah. what I wanted. You made me happy too. <laughs> yeah. We were both a little weird. <laughs> over that one like Twitter message. So Krista got added because um, she was also working on a course, obviously, to the mastermind. And I don't know, from there, somehow we got to here. <laughs> uh, how how did it? I don't even know how that happened. Wait I was me. online all day. You yep. were online all day because you hated your job. We talked all <laughs> the time. We realized that we were both equally crazy, just passionate about things, and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> here we are. Here, here yep. we are. <laughs> so that's how everything started. I think that was like September or October of 2015, yep. probably. Yep, that sounds right. Like, I had just started my business and had no friends. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have friends now. It's great. Yeah, and can I also just say, I had no clue that she had just started. I thought she was, like, this legit person who had been in business <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Not no saying idea. that I wouldn't have invited you to the mastermind and knowing that. <laughs> it just totally threw me off when I realized she had just gotten started. So oh, there's no. that. Damn, she has no clue what she's doing. Oh, man. <laughs> But I think I, you guys helped me rise up to your level nice and quickly. So <laughs> thank you for helping me. <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, after the mastermind followed Coded Creative, and that was like a year later. So mastermind, mm-hmm. what did you say? September, October 2015. Coded Creative launched officially in September 2016. But let's back up a little bit. Um, Corey and I had done a couple of collaborations on client projects, I think, by this point, or we had at least Mm -hmm. been, like, wanting to, and a theme shop was something I had really been wanting to do. Like, I wanted to be coding more custom themes, but I can't design for crap, so I was actually, like, thinking about hiring, finding designers to hire for it or find a way to feature them in return for providing mock-ups and things like that. But randomly, I was talking to my husband one night and was like, I really want to ask Corey if she'd open a theme shop, but she's going to think I'm crazy and she's not going to want to. Because you guys, Corey is like so laid back and reasonable and like thinks things through. I don't think there was any way she was going to say yes to this. (laughs) My husband was like, just ask. Like if she says no, okay, but she might say yes. And so I finally got brave and I asked her. um, And literally that night, like within a couple hours... We had named our theme shop, purchased the domain, set up WordPress on the domain, designed a logo, and started development on the first theme. So if that tells you anything about how on board Corey was and how excited I was, like, there you go. (laughs) This is where I have to admit that I fed the crazy because this was not all Krista. This is definitely part of it was me, obviously, since we created a logo. So I don't remember exactly what day, but I remember you asking me, 
And I was like, sure, whatever. And I never realized that it was going to turn into this huge thing. We were going to have a marketing plan. We were going to do this and that and the whole situation. It was like it went from zero to 100 so fast. And I don't even remember how we came up with our name, Coded Creative, but I remember I like pulled in some colors that were both of our brands and just kind of casually threw together this logo and was like, ha ha ha, look at this, Krista. That, <laughs> that when I sent you that logo was when I officially learned how nuts you are because you're like, yes, let's use it. And I'm like, Here's I just made this one thing. <laughs> and yeah, she was already setting up everything on WordPress. And um, I don't know if it was the same. Oh, okay. I know what happened. I had blogger themes already um and so krista you took two of them and started developing them and i think that same night i probably started working on um what became mary ellen yep so (laughs) yeah that was legit the craziest i think that was the craziest we got out of everything that we've started together everything we did that night was probably yeah the worst yeah that that was pretty (laughs) insane (laughs) Yeah. We could have launched, like, done a very small launch that night, even if we wanted to. Like, that's how much we, not, that would have made it crazier, but that's how much we had ready, like, after a couple of hours. It was, it was insane. So, yeah, I think that was in, like, July that that happened, and we launched, I came to, what, where did you live then? One of the, North like Carolina? Here. No. Other one. North Carolina? Oh, was no, it? No, you came here. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I went to Georgia, and we launched, and it was awesome. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I know you don't remember that, but you had come. We should add in here. Have you lived there for over a year now? Yes. Oh, okay. Fine. (laughs) I guess we should add in here that Krista also came to my house on a crazy whim that I somehow talked her into in January of 2016, and that's when we were living in South Carolina before um, oh my gosh. we moved. So we should probably <laughs> also throw out there that we had Skyped some. We had obviously never met in person because we lived in two completely different states, like not close at all. And I talked to you into coming to our house for like four days. And I remember your whole family was like, you're going to go get murdered. Well, yeah. (laughs) And it was because I came home from work. I think it was like a Wednesday and I was just drained and wanted to take a vacation day. And you were like, you should come here. And I was like, okay. And literally the next morning I was on a plane to your house. And that is so unlike me. My parents were pretty convinced I was never coming back. Like, Tori was going to kill me. My aunt and grandma were, like, calling while I was there, like, what are you doing? Are you okay? Like, that was, yeah, that's probably another thing we should throw in here. Yeah, so that happened. So that's why Krista is confused. But, yeah, no. Coded Creative came up. I do think you're right. I think it was June or July because we had just gotten settled around the middle of June here in Georgia. Um, and then, um, we had the plan for you to come during the launch, um, in September of that year. So yeah, it was like the end of August and then a couple of days into September. So, um, yeah, that was pretty wild and crazy. (laughs) And I feel like I have to point out that, um, 
some of the craziness that did not happen, because if it were up to Krista, I'll just put her on blast here, we probably would have launched within like two weeks or something nuts. Yes. But I was like, no, we need to like do this whole situation. If we're going to do it, we need to do it right. Because I said yes right away. But, um, and I'm pretty sure I've told you this since then, but I was voicing my hesitations to my husband for like weeks after that. I was like, everyone has a theme shop. How is this going to be successful? We're going to waste so much time. Mm -hmm. And actually we had a really killer month, our very first month of having the the shop. So I was proven wrong, but, um, yeah, I did say, Hey, let's pump the brakes a little (laughs) bit and try to spread this out over a couple months so we don't like kill ourselves trying uh-huh. to do this yeah and kudos to you for that it was good i wasn't happy but it was good <laughs> fine <laughs> okay so after coded creative we let that like settle for a couple months i guess not as long as i thought and then we decided <laughs> to start a facebook group this was like early 2017 so i was working with a coach at the time uh, nevica vasquez for anyone who is curious And we were talking about how I could do more marketing towards designers and build a stronger audience and things like that. And she mentioned that I could have or run or start a Facebook group for designers. And I love that idea, but I was really concerned because I didn't want anyone to feel like they were coming into the group to be like pitched by me or like gathered by me, you know, (laughs) because that's who I was targeting for my business. And so she mentioned, okay, well, why don't you bring on another designer to do it with you? So then it will be you and a designer. You'll both be able to provide value, but people might feel more comfortable if there's a designer running it with you. So I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. I was already running a Facebook group, but decided to close that uh, shortly after. And who else, what other designer in the world would I choose than one I already had a business with? (laughs) So I went to Corey like, yo, want to start a Facebook group? No big deal. And uh, yeah, we have a Facebook group now. You don't even fight me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, that one wasn't as big of a thing. I feel like for me to say yes to, it was just like, hey, do you want to do this other thing? And we'll figure it out. And Um, I think we kind of started it and then we figured it out afterwards. And then after we had figured it out, then we decided to create the podcast, which I guess I can talk about next. And then um, we kind of focused the group less on here's just this group of designers and um, changed it to here's this fun extension of our podcast, which is a ton of designers just kind of supporting each other and... There you go. Yeah, it worked out really well in the end, luckily. Yeah. So I will come in here and say the next crazy thing we did was this podcast. And this was not long after we had been doing the Facebook group. I can't remember how long, you guys. A matter of a month or two, I think. Yeah, it wasn't very long. But um, we had joked, (laughs) joked. It was not a joke to me. Um, it was a joke to me about creating this podcast, um, several months before this. And then I had ended up hiring the same coach. So I also hired Nevica and I don't know how, but we were on one of our last calls 
And she was like, I had this idea for you. You should create a podcast because it would be so different and it would be a niche podcast. And I think that's going to be the next thing and all this stuff. And like my mind was already spinning because I knew if I brought this to you, you would be like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> let's let's start recording episodes today. Yeah. And pretty much that's exactly what happened. So I got off the call. I was super hesitant to even say anything to Krista because I knew what her response was going to be. And then I ended up saying something and um, very, very similar to Coded Creative. We had a name, which actually just came from the name of the Facebook group mm -hmm. that we had already started. The domain, WordPress was installed, and we had launch plans. <laughs> now, I do want to say here that if the Facebook group was like the least big thing for us to commit to, other than obviously the mastermind, this was probably the most intentional thing mm -hmm. that we launched together because... Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but a podcast is actually a really big deal yes, and yeah. it takes a lot of work and a lot of forethought. And, um, we knew we couldn't just kind of come into this willy nilly and figure it out as we went. So we created a lot of, um, plans, set a launch date, probably way further in the future than Krista actually wanted. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then set forth from there. Yeah, yeah, and it did take a lot of planning because we still had the website just like everything else, but we needed content recorded in advance. We needed to figure out how iTunes work. I knew, we well, we both knew that we didn't want to do editing, so we had to find editors yep. and then make sure we were scheduled enough in advance for them to get our episodes edited. We had to figure out how we were going to grow an audience, which we should still probably think about more. But like, <laughs> this, this one definitely took a lot more work, and I feel like it's on the same level of crazy as the theme shop. Maybe, maybe like one step below it, but still. With all of the other things we are already doing, we just decided to sneak this one in there. No big deal. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely agree. I think Coded Creative is probably probably the most intense mm -hmm. just because it's not just let's create content for this thing. It's also like let's create products that we are going to expect people to want to buy. And if they don't buy them, we're wasting a bunch of our time yeah. and energy. Yeah. So whereas the podcast, it seemed kind of natural because I was creating a ton of content just specifically for designers at the time. And your content is primarily focused for designers as well. So it seemed really natural. Hey, let's just add this other thing where we somehow also come up with other ideas for designers. And there we go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you guys, we're like, we're like a year sober at this point. <laughs> we haven't started anything <laughs> new together in over a year now. <laughs> That's because we both had babies. Oh yeah, we both. Oh yeah, we both decided to have babies. No big deal. I almost said we had. We decided to have children together, but no, that's not the right word. <laughs> no, that did not happen. Like that. <laughs> oh shoot. Yeah, we should probably count that. No big deal. We run all of these things together. Let's have babies two months apart. We can't blame Corey because she was first. So that one yep. is also on me. <laughs> so. Yep. <laughs> yes it oh, is shoot. so yeah there's our uh, there's our life history <laughs> so now that we've told everyone how nuts we are we should probably explain how we make it not so nuts yeah let's start with like how we split up 
these tasks. Because, like, I feel like we make a really good team because we both had businesses before. So we know what goes into it. We know how to do all these things. So I think that made it a lot easier. And a lot of it comes back kind of based on our skills. It's kind of easy to assign most tasks just based on what we're both better at. So of course, anything design related goes to Corey. Anything techie, even though Corey could probably do most of it, it goes to me. And then there are other things that we just kind of randomly decide to split. Like for example, for social media, I do social media management for Coded Creative, except for Instagram, because Corey takes better pictures, so she does Instagram, (laughs) and then Corey takes over Get Back to Design, so we kind of split that up, so we're not both stuck with way too much social media to do. Um, As far as the inbox goes, we both just kind of have a deal where we know we'll check it at least once a day each, and we each answer where we can, or if there's something that's a better fit for one person to answer, we'll just leave it in there for them. It's pretty low-key. Um, as far as content goes, we switch back every other week. So for Coded Creative, I write a post. The next week, Corey writes a post. And then for the podcast, you guys have probably noticed that we switch back and forth on who leads an episode. And then that person also takes care of getting it uploaded to iTunes and the show notes written and things like that. Are there any th- other things we do and have split up nicely? I feel like it all no, just happened really. kind of easily and we just... Neither of us wants the other one to get overloaded, but we also don't want to do everything ourselves. So it just kind of worked out nicely. Yeah, I think you're right. It does kind of, I think the only thing that I would say here, and I think I um, noted this in our notes, um, (laughs) but it's basically, you know, we split everything up as fair and evenly as we can, but we also are um, mindful of the other person's schedule so like you know if you are going to be out um for some reason I don't mind taking over the inbox for extra time or like when I had to evacuate for the hurricane you took over the inbox for a while to make sure that was getting handled um even though there wasn't an extra person to kind of help answer emails and whatnot so Um, also just the schedule in general, like my work schedule is a lot more relaxed compared to yours as far as how many projects you take on. So there are some things where I think I've taken it upon myself, like our, um, whole support, um, setup for Coded Creative. It like really bugged me how we had it before and I didn't have any work to do. So I was like, well, I'm going to finally take care of figuring this out. Mm-hmm. So little awesome. things like that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I think we both kind of do that randomly. We'll get a little bit of inspiration mm-hmm. and then just go forward and do some. That was definitely a big one, though, because I didn't want to do that. So it was great for me. <laughs> so, yeah, nice and laid back there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's only natural to kind of go into what the challenges are of this because I know at least one of the girls in our mastermind is like you guys do everything together and it always is so awesome (laughs) and I feel like it does look like rainbows and butterflies from the outside but Krista and I actually had a very rocky relationship in 2016 (laughs) even though you came to my house twice that year (laughs) I feel like we were um and on off on and off couple for a while um and I think it's basically because we are so similar and we get along like we are actually sisters which we've joked about before Mm -hmm. that maybe we're actually sisters (laughs) and our parents just didn't want to tell us but that definitely means that we bicker 
like sisters do as mm-hmm. well. Um, and this is something that I kind of wanted to go into just a little bit more, just because I think part of it is our personalities and just how much we have going on together, yes. which means we are talking a lot, you know, just, um, we're best friends. So we're like telling each other all these things and just, I feel like it's so much to be tied Mm -hmm. to one other person. It's like a soulmate outside of our husband. (laughs) It really is. And our like income and everything (laughs) depends on it. And I think you were saying like about 2016, you guys, it was, she's not kidding. It was rough. We'd go weeks without talking to each other. I almost left the mastermind at one point. We were, I was just going to give her coded creative. Like it it got (laughs) bad. And I think it was just because at that point we were still trying to figure each other out. We'd only known each other for a year, (laughs) mostly just chatting in Slack. So I think Mm. we had a lot to learn about how each other communicated. So one of us would say something that pissed the other one off in Slack. And then it was just like, no matter how tiny it was, it was just like all over for at least a couple days until our husbands were like, dude, you're sending her crying because you miss her. Why don't you say something? (laughs) And also, yeah, get over it because what she said was nothing. So, yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep, I remember, I specifically, I can't remember what we were arguing about at this time, but I specifically remember pulling up to the Mexican restaurant with my husband and being like, oh my gosh, I have this really long message from Krista, and um, he was like, okay, I'll read it for you so you don't read it and get really ticked off. <laughs> yep. And then I also remember being at Bed Bath & Beyond, and we were like making up, and it was like okay, we'll Skype later or whatever weird stuff. Because that is how crazy our relationship is. We went from literally hating each other and arguing and ignoring each other for days. And then we would be like, okay, want to Skype later? Literally, All right, awesome. That's happened more than once. And our husbands have to be like, what are you guys smoking? Yeah, I think um, for mine... Uh, there were several times where he had 24-hour work days, so he actually wouldn't come home. And those yeah. were always hardest on me when we were arguing because I didn't feel like I had anyone to turn mm-hmm. to. But inevitably, by the time he came home the next day, it was like, yeah, Krista and I argued a lot yesterday, but we're actually perfect okay, now. We so. Skyped earlier, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so... Oh. There's there, there's <laughs> definitely our biggest challenge. We, I shouldn't curse. Our, no, I shouldn't curse. Us. I'm not even going to say what I was about to say. There's our biggest challenge. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't say it. But um, I do think we have gotten mm-hmm. better just about communicating in general. And I feel like at this point, as of recording this, we don't have so much invested in the relationship. I still feel like we're really close, but we're not talking every second of mm-hmm. every single day. We're not Skyping every single day. We um, have our own set of kind of expectations and responsibilities outside of everything we do. And we try to respect those boundaries. Yeah. Like I know now Krista really likes to be off on the weekends. So I try not to like rope her into any crazy stuff if I just so happen to be working because I know that's like what she really needs for mm-hmm. her. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I do the same. I try not to expect a really fast response time or turnaround some time on something crazy I thought of. Because sometimes, sometimes you like to take random times during the day off or 
couple days. And I mean, it's cool. And it works now. Now that we like know that and have everything kind of stabilized, I think it really works well for both of us. And also something that I think is important that we've done is we've gotten really good at knowing what's going to set the other person off. Like we know Mm. we, we might type out a Slack message and be like, oh, I should probably reword that a little bit or add like five more smiley faces just to make sure that everything's going to be okay here. So stuff like that helps a lot. It's kind of a learning experience. But if you guys are thinking about starting a collaboration like this, definitely keep that in mind. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. Yeah, no. And going into probably what you're about to talk about um, with what works well and how we make this Mm -hmm. work well is if you are thinking about doing this, um, anything. So if you're thinking about collaborating on some kind of shop on a podcast or whatever, if you are not doing it with someone that you don't already have a a lot of trust built up with, because even though we were just um, still getting to know each other and that kind of thing, I saw your work Mm -hmm. ethic and I think you saw mine as well. And so we trusted that, you know, even though these were really huge expectations we were putting on each other, we knew that the other person was going to get everything done. So if you don't have that and you're just starting something, you know, one thing crazy like a podcast or like I said, a theme shop, then definitely make sure you have some sort of contract and like what you're going to do if things go south already figured out because those times where Krista was like, you can have coded creative, whatever. I'm over it. I'm out of this mastermind. I hate you all. Like (laughs) basically both of us going back and forth between those things. It was really like those moments and it wasn't very often where it got that bad, but it was like, holy crap, this is a huge Mm -hmm. thing. We can't just, you know, stop talking because we still have this huge business together. So you do have to have something in place. Uh, yeah, so if things go wrong, mm-hmm. it's not just like the end of the world. Yeah, and I think that goes along with another challenge we had. I don't think we have it so much anymore. Well, every once in a while. But it's another challenge we had was making assumptions about what the other person was or wasn't going to do. And I think that, mm-hmm. I mean, that definitely caused some issues too, is something was going to get last, left until last minute or skipped altogether or both of us did something or one of us checked in with the other person about it and they didn't do it and then we got mad but really we hadn't talked about it anyways i feel like i was the most guilty of this um but (laughs) making assumptions about what the other person um was or wasn't going to do was also a big challenge we had for a while but i'll talk about how we fix that and things that work well so do you have any other challenges you can think of or should we just jump into what went well what goes well i think we should just focus on okay yeah let's move on (laughs) let's move on to good things so things that work well for all of our crazy things um since we have three thing you know not in businesses but the podcast the theme shop and the facebook group together it's really important that we're always on the same page so we started doing we did bi-weekly but they kind of turned into weekly meetings that we hold after our weekly podcast recording. So after we're done recording, we stay on the call and talk about anything that's coming up for any of the three things or any questions we have. Like if there's a theme launching in the next couple months, we'll talk about, you know, dates and schedules for that and responsibilities. Or if one of us wants to host a challenge in the Facebook group or something, we'll run dates by each other, things like that. I think that's worked really well for us to start doing that. Yeah, I agree because it's like you said, it goes back to the assumptions 
on um because i know that was one thing um that even threw us a curveball with the facebook group it was like wait how are we going to manage doing facebook lives because i never want to talk and you want to talk all the time to these people and um i guess that goes into our next thing too but being able to talk about what our schedules were and what we wanted to do it kind of forced us to talk out what our plans Mm -hmm. were and kind of get over that um oh, well, by the way, this week I'm going to be doing Mm -hmm. this thing for, you know, our Facebook group or uh, I thought you were going to get this whole theme to me or something, you know, like that. So I definitely think that those meetings have hugely helped. And it's also just a good time for us to have our face-to-face, like, personal time to talk and vent about any kind of things we have going on. And also be like, okay, by the way, here's what things look like in my life right now. Here's what things look like in your life. So we can also have an idea of if we need to be picking up any extra mm-hmm. things to help the other yeah, person out. Yeah, you're right. The face-to-face time has been huge. Instead of just trying to do everything in Slack where it's so easy to take something personally, we can we now talk about things face-to-face where we see that there are no bad intentions anywhere. We're basically <laughs> just saying, hey, I have this idea. Is this okay? Well, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, the face-to-face meetings have been huge. Um, Something else that we've done that I think works really well is we did kind of like light contracts, more like agreements. So we outlined for each individual thing we have together what each other's responsibilities are. So we have that listed really specifically. We have things like how income is split, um, what happens if if one person breaks the agreement or does something wrong or goes MIA, um, I don't know, just things laid out, which helped a lot with one of the challenges we talked about, which was like making assumptions. Now we have it all laid out. I've referred back to it quite a bit being like, okay, was one of us supposed to do this? Did we not even talk about it? How often am I allowed to, you know, do this certain thing in the Facebook group? So those agreements have been really helpful, I think. Yeah, I agree. And I think, um, laying them out specifically in terms of, you know, how are we going to split expenses? Like, what are we going to do if, you know, you want to run Facebook ads, Mm -hmm. for example? Because as of recording this, we're getting ready to run some Facebook ads for Black Friday. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like, how are we going to pay for this? You Just little things. What do we do if we get into an argument at some point? And it's like the agreement is literally as silly as get on Skype and Mm -hmm. talk it out or get over it, you know, something like that. But I do think it's good and beneficial to have it there so we can refer back to it and figure out, okay, what is going wrong? Is it my fault that it's going wrong? Because maybe it's my fault that I didn't check something or, you know, whatever what if we want to try this new thing? Well, here's how we kind of laid things out. And I think we did it as just general agreements instead of a contract because we were were well past (laughs) creating contracts (laughs) with each other. So, um, but we did after we had several (laughs) arguments, um, we forced ourselves to kind of sit down and figure everything out to um, help avoid a lot of that same exact thing happening Mm -hmm. in the future. Yeah. Um, Something else we do that works well is have our Slack group. This is just our mastermind group. We just talk in like the DM section. But this is helpful because we can get really quick feedback from the other person on things. We both get phone notifications. We probably shouldn't, but we do. So if, say, I'm (laughs) checking the Coded Creative email and don't know what to say, 
to someone, I can really quickly send a message to Corey, and usually she answers within a few seconds, but, you know, at the most <laughs> an hour, maybe a couple hours if she's gone or something like that. Um, so that's just nice to get that nice quick feedback rather than, like, waiting on emails or waiting for those weekly meetings or something like that. So I like having the Slack group. Um, and then the last thing I have is share our shared Trello templates. So we break down like our launches and anything we have coming up, um, processes where it's applicable, stuff like that in Trello. And we can assign them to each other and ourselves. We can assign due dates, things like that. So And we can share them with each other, of course. So it's really helpful to have that where we can go in and kind of check on things and assign things to each other. We could, we've could we also used Asana for certain things in the past, but... For, I guess just to keep it simple in one place, I think, is probably why we end up using Trello for the most part. We can have it all in, I guess, two different projects, one for Coded Creative and one for the podcast. Yeah, I think for some reason, visualizing everything in Trello makes a little more sense mm-hmm. to me than having it laid out in Asana. Um, but I will say that one thing that I think specifically Trello has helped with oh. is the podcast because when we were trying to get ahead on content for our maternity leave and just trying to establish content even from the very beginning, it was really overwhelming to figure out all of the steps we needed to be doing, making sure we were Mm -hmm. following them, um, and just little things like that. And so I love, and it's like, that is my bookmarked Trello, whatever they're called, Mm -hmm. card or project or whatever. Um, because I always like to go in there and just see kind of where we are. And it's really nice to have each of us have our own episodes so we can see, okay, this is how far ahead the other person is, or, you know, um, here's kind of what episodes are coming up next, or, hey, we need, might need to work on creating extra show notes or just little whatever Mm -hmm. things. Um, so yeah, I really like having that. And something else I wanted to add just at the end of this, and I know I've already said it several times, um, is just, I think we finally understood, like you said, Mm -hmm. each other and our personalities, what kind of freaks (laughs) us out and sets us off and just our schedules in general and when we want to be working. And so we don't put a lot of pressure on each other to get stuff done in a certain amount of time if we're not working at the same time. So for me, I laugh when I roll over (laughs) and grab my phone when I'm getting up in the morning and my phone is lit up with messages from Krista because man has it been (laughs) at some times. But you don't put that pressure on me to be up at some random hour in the morning getting work done. And um, I don't put pressure on you to kind of get stuff taken care of when I know like you're at the gym or you went to hang out with your brother and your niece and that sort of thing. So yeah, I and this I think you have to bend a little bit more to me just because I do randomly take an <laughs> afternoon off or things like that. But it is a really huge help to kind of figure out the way we work and how we can make it work best by just being like, no big deal, get to this whenever you can, because I feel like I just did that to you like last weekend Mm -hmm. or something. It was like my very first message in all caps, don't read this until you're ready, but, and then in the next message, it was like, here's all this stuff to talk about. (laughs) So I think that does for sure help 
things keep going mm-hmm. smoothly because if you expected me to be up at four o'clock in the morning working, I'd be like, yeah, I get yeah. lost because I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Insert word, World War Three here if you want that. well I think next we should talk about something a lot of people are probably curious and that is how we juggle it all so we have all these things together and our own full businesses that are like coded creative level or more on their own so basically we're each running like Maybe we'll pair the podcast and Facebook group as one. We're both running like three businesses. (laughs) No big deal. So I thought we should talk about maybe how we juggle it all a little bit. Um, But for me, I think the biggest thing I've done is set aside different parts or times during the week to deal with different things as well as a little automation. So for example, Wednesday afternoons, that's when we record the podcast episodes. Every week we record on Wednesday afternoons. So I just set aside all of Wednesday afternoon for the podcast. So once we're done recording, that's when I put up our Instagram story for the week. It's when I do any work on the website. I might catch up or get ahead on show notes, things like that. All of my Wednesday afternoon is reserved for the podcast, and I almost never have to worry about it at any other time, especially now that we have everything figured out and nothing really comes and sneaks up on us. I don't have to worry about it at any other time during the week, which is really nice. Um, I also have things automated. So social media, I am in charge of social media for Coded Creative, and I outsource all of that to my virtual assistant. So it's all scheduled ahead of time. I don't have to worry about it. Um... As far as, like, theme launches, that's probably the most, like, work-intensive thing we have to do other than recording every week. Um, but we plan our theme launches out pretty well ahead of time. Like, this year, I think we knew all of our theme launches. We probably planned maybe in, like, July that we were going to do um, September and November launches. Um but I I try to plan my client schedule ahead of that, uh, Corey, and Corey has such a defined design style that it doesn't take me weeks to code the theme she sends me. I can get it done. If I take off a week of client work, I can get it done in a week. Um, usually, I'm, I just scheduled clients in the weeks I have blocked off for doing that, and I just kind of squeeze it in while I'm working on clients, and like it's fine. It works out. Um, but then other than that, I also have Tuesday and Thursday afternoons set aside to work on what I'm going to say in air quotes, my own business. So if anything random comes <laughs> up for Coded Creative, um, whether it's prepping for a launch or take care of, taking care of support requests or, you know, extra little client work that comes up through Coded Creative, I also have that time too. So that's really important. I think the fact that we have everything so nailed down and automated where we can makes it a lot easier. So our own businesses can still fill up the remain, you know, most of our weeks. And these are kind of just like supplemental. That's how I look at it, at least. Yeah. And I think if you are a very structured person um, for our listeners, like you are, Krista, it is a really good idea to have um, a super structured week Mm -hmm. like that. And I know we talked about um, how we kind of schedule our weeks, I think, in episode 50, So maybe we'll link to that in our show notes, but if you guys know anything about me or if you're learning anything about me in this episode, it's that I am way more laid back than Krista is. So I don't actually take on as much client work um, as Krista does, which I think 
even if I did, my work would look mm-hmm. a lot different than yours because you're like on the computer coding and sometimes, you know, I am just like on Pinterest getting yeah. inspiration. So it's a little <laughs> bit different. <laughs> but um, I also like to have a good variety of things that I'm doing throughout the day. I think it keeps me on my toes and keeps me motivated mm-hmm. to work. Yes, yeah, so interesting. I don't mind switching back and forth. So, um just to kind of go off of how I kind of manage everything, I like to try to stay ahead on creating content for Coded Creative and the podcast so it's not a last-minute thing because I am a procrastinator, thanks to my mom. She's a really huge procrastinator, too. Um, so for me, if I didn't stay ahead on those things, I know it would drive Krista nuts to be waiting until the night before to see all of this stuff get created. So I try to stay ahead, maybe not as much as she does on the content side. And then any kind of last minute stuff I'm creating, I'm doing that for my own business because it's just me that I answer (laughs) to. Um, I also streamline a lot of things. um, And that just looks like for... Instagram captions, for example, so we'll take the podcast. So for the Instagram captions for the promos, I actually use the same content that's at the beginning of our show notes. Mm -hmm. It makes it a lot easier for me because I don't have to come up with some other stuff to say about the episodes, especially when we were on our maternity leave and we had recorded those episodes months ago. I didn't really remember (laughs) what we were talking about, so I didn't have to try to read everything Mm -hmm. to know. Um, And then I actually take those and also post them to our Facebook page and then on my weeks to our Facebook newsletters. So, (laughs) yeah, and the newsletter. So that streamlines all of that. And then I have like one other time per week where I'm having to come up with content for Instagram for the podcast. So that makes it so much easier for me. Um... And I think both of us in the long run where we kind of copy Mm -hmm. and paste or, you know, overlap everything. So it's one less thing to have to think on our toes about. Um, Something else I guess I want to point out here that we've already talked about is if things get slow for me, I try to take on a few extra responsibilities like our email. So Krista doesn't have to worry about that because sometimes our Coded Creative inbox (laughs) It gets a little nuts. (laughs) And then also I do try to get themes knocked out well in advance so we don't have to rush through them at the last minute because there's actually a lot more that goes into launching those than most people would probably imagine. Um, If nothing else, I don't make you sit and wait for mock-ups. So I treat it like a normal project. I get everything to you, you know, well before you're actually going to start on it. That way you're not like, hey, you didn't do the blog mock-up or whatever, and then you're waiting <laughs> on me to get it done. So you mm-hmm. can get it done. And, yeah, so that's that's how I balance yeah, everything. I feel like the themes sneak up on us every single time, and we always forget how much work those launches actually are. Like, as I'm sitting here, I know I need to get my button gear coding our next one because it's coming up. <laughs> oh, man, good reminder. Yeah, it's like you said, that's probably the biggest, like, business thing outside of mm-hmm. our own businesses. So. so, yeah, that's how all of this happened and how it all 
manages to keep working. <laughs> yes. That's our recap yes. for this episode for you guys. Is that is how we that all is how it happens. So if you have any questions for for us about this, ask us in the Facebook group. You obviously don't have any action steps for today except don't be this crazy. So yeah, if you have any questions based on what we said, <laughs> let us know. But this was fun to record, so hopefully it was fun to listen to and someone actually made it this far. <laughs> We're not just talking to ourselves at this point. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.